Welcome to Under the Wings Helmet. I'm Kyle Simmons. And my co-host, former Michigan offensive lineman Thomas Gwines, and the host of the ASAP Elite podcast, Rob Penn. So how are we doing tonight, guys? Pretty good. Outstanding. Go blue. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're doing a lot better than uh, some of those Spartan dogs. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are. Yeah, last Saturday, the number mm-hmm. four ranked Michigan Wolverines defeated Sparty 29-7 at the big house. Uh, Blake Corm had 133 yards rushing and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. He also had a receiving touchdown. And uh, J.J. McCarthy went 15-25 for 167 yards and a touchdown. So, uh, Thomas, Give us your analysis of the win. Yeah, I, I definitely feel like it was a, a good win. I'm still having issues with our ineptitude in the red zone. Got to stop settling for field goals. Um, these This is one of those games, yes, it was a rivalry game, but at the same time, I don't think this is what we want to use as our measuring stick. We have to watch who we compare ourselves to. And I think that's one of the main reasons why even coming at number four and getting a rivalry win, yet we're still – we actually moved down this week in the rankings to number five. So have to guard ourselves. Yeah, we, we beat little brother, but at the end of the day, what did that win really do for us other than give us bragging rights and give us the ability to bring back uh, the Paul Bunyan trophy back home to the hallowed halls of Schembecker Hall. Overall, I thought our offensive line did a really good job. We're definitely uh, changing the line of scrimmage. I'm going to give those guys a solid A at this particular point. Um, as you alluded to, Blake had over a, another game over 100, 100 yards. Kyle, if you get a chance, if not on this particular episode, maybe for the next episode, how many games has Blake Corm uh, recorded 100 yards this season? Um, he got his 1,000 yards in already, so with a lot of football left to play. So this young man is definitely going to be considered in the Heisman Trophy talks and looking forward to us just playing some continued solid football. But, again, we have to start getting the ball in the end zone and not settling for field goals. So big shout-out to Jake Moody for continuing to be that guy when we need him. What I thought about that game is 52 rush, 52 rush attempts. 52. Now, no pun intended. You know, I always talk about the body shots. <laughs> you know, we're not going to talk about the end of the game. You know, they just you beat him up. Hey, yeah, definitely. Hey, Corwin, Cor- I'm sorry, Blake Corum looked extra fast this game for some reason. I'm sorry, he was hitting holes and exploding. I seen him running uh, on a three-yard touchdown that he had. Man, it looked like he was about to take off for 40 yards. I was impressed. I was impressed they uh, dominated. They manhandled that uh, defensive line. Man, we were ready. So, uh, yeah, I, it was uh, pretty much how the game thought, kind of how I thought it was going to go. We were talking about it. It was a kind of real tight first half. You can see it was a lot of emotion. And then that second half adjustments, we keep keep talking about these adjustments, and they just, just simply pulled away from it. The, the, it was like the – you know, the cream rolls to the top in the second half for a second. You can you see the talent difference. The talent level was separated. Um, and now unfortunately, some things happened after the game that I really don't want to get into too much, but it's kind of a shame that it's such a good rivalry that things like that have to overshadow the game. Regardless of how the game came out, just what happened after the game was totally unacceptable on any side. So I was but I won't go too much in that unless you got something you want to say about that. I so just a couple of things real quick. <clears throat> um, yes, we are making second half adjustments, but mark my words, 
slow starts are going to bite us in the butt eventually. Uh, eventually, I think meaning, the, eventually meaning the last game of the season, the Saturday. Uh, the, 20, the, the 26th of November. When I go back and I go back and I'm watching the team from down south and I'm looking at the amount of overall athleticism that they have on that team, mm-hmm. I feel like us coming out with a slow start, we're going to have to match these guys stride for stride. If our defense is able to hold their offense to a very limited offensive uh, production, I think we'll be fine. But again, as I said before, we have to get into the end zone. Our defense has to get stops. We're going to have to continue to put quality hits on their quarterback in, in order to you know make him nervous and shake him up a little bit. I don't want to say that I'm looking past the other teams that we got coming up. We got a really good Illinois team coming up uh, this month. So that that right there is going to be the uh, trap game, in my opinion. I think, you know, obviously I think we'll do fine against Rutgers. But that Illinois game is, is what I'm going to consider the trap game. I was actually on the team in 94, 95. Illinois came in and, uh, yeah, we lost that game. Now, one of the sickest pregame shows ever by a team. Illinois came out in all orange for their pregame. When the game started, the whole team came out in all blue. It was mm. magnificent. But with that being said, we did take the L that week. But coming back full circle, talking about the uh, Sparty game, let's talk about what, what happened in, in, in the tunnel. I think this goes to show you that not only the level of rivalry rivalry that takes place, but let's talk about the level of mastery that coaches have on their teams. It's all about setting the culture. Are you going to have a culture of winners and professionals? And I'm not going to speak bad about Sparty. I don't know what their culture is other than from what I see on the outside looking in. But nothing that that Wolverine did going in the tunnel, it wasn't the smartest thing. I'll totally you know, sign off on that. It, it wasn't the smartest move I've ever seen, but nothing that he could have said and or done would have justified the actions that, you know, he suffered at the hands of those Spartan players. So it, it comes a point in time that when does the gang almost turn into quasi gang violence? And these are some of the things that you have to go back and look when we start talking about what are we trying to teach these young men i mean they're kids you know we still call them kids but these are young men at this particular point and one of the greatest quotes i ever had from a high school coach of mine was it's not so much about the wins and losses it's about when i see you 30 years from now what kind of husbands what kind of fathers what kind of productive members of society did my players turn out to be that is the telltale sign of how good a coach really is let me take that up one did Penn State provide the blueprint? You know, shut down that rushing, a rushing attack. You know, keep them within striking distance. Right. I think that we saw a lot from that game. I think that they were exposed. And at the end of the game, their talent took them over the edge, sort of like Kyle, Kyle uh, mentioned the talent disparity between us two. Right. I mean, there was definitely a higher level of frustration, I think, in the game. What's, what's really crazy is, is that when you watch – Coach Tucker, he wears his emotions on his sleeve. And I've mm-hmm. always said that to me, that was going to be the X factor, his ability to motivate his team. He I thought that, that there a couple were, weeks ago, last week. Yeah. Yep. yep. And that was a dis, uh, disparity that I actually felt with when, in comparison 
to the head coaches between Jimmy and, and, and Coach Mel. I think what Jimmy did a masterful job of hiring the right assistants. Jimmy can be the master and, 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 you know, the puppet master, if you will, but he hired the right assistants that are able to connect with their players and bring about the right level of motivation to keep these guys going. When you look at our coaching staff, it's relatively young. Um, you have a lot of former players. You have some NFL experience in there mixed in as well. And I think a lot of that enthusiasm that our assistant coaches is infectious. Whereas Sparty, everybody feeds off of Coach Tuck. Mm. And I don't know if Coach Tucker's um, animosity, frustration, everything else, because when you, you clearly see it on his face. Yeah. And as his guys are coming up the tunnel, Again, wasn't the smartest move by our player kind of throwing himself into the hornet's nest. And I don't know what the young man said. I don't know what the young man did, but it was just enough of a catalyst to set off those chain of, of, of events that were frankly, quite frankly, embarrassing to both to both universities and to these young men that are representing the great game of football. So, you know, hopefully we can put this black guy behind us, move forward, continue to move on with our season. Um, as much as we talk about the Aggies, as I like to call them, or, or the Spartans, I wish those young men, you know, good luck going through this, these trials, reference their separation from the team and possible uh, criminal prosecution. So um, it, it, it's a sad day for all parties involved. So this week, uh, we're traveling to New Jersey to take on the Scarlet Knights of Rutgers. Uh, they have a four and four record overall this season. And, you know, we're, we're a heavy favorite going into this game. So my question is, uh, for Thomas, which you've already kind of alluded to, as you were just saying, how do we take this game and the next two games versus Nebraska and Illinois and we start to really prepare for that final matchup versus Ohio? Cause that's, clearly where this is headed so you were talking about a trap game but i want to talk about this game in particular what can we do with this game against Rutgers to just get ready for ohio i think this game against Rutgers, um based off the the talent disparity disparity alone we need to use this game as a blueprint of us getting out fast let's in that first quarter that first drive we need to be efficient we need to be powerful. We, we need to be bullies up front, but we also need to be masterful as when we get ready to take the top off of with our long game. So let's start putting the ball in the end zone early and often. Again, the red zone or our lack of ability to be proficient in the red zone is what's killing us right now. It hasn't came up to bite us just yet. But as you alluded to, seemingly enough, we continue to handle our business and we got to go down to Columbus and, and deal with that situation down there. These are the things that we can't allow ourselves to get into because of the fact that they have such a prolific offense and they have the ability to put up basketball numbers, even in their last game where they showed a propensity for having that slow start. When they came out in the second half, whatever halftime adjustments they made, whatever Coach Day said to the team, it was completely night and day. And also, if a lot of people haven't been really paying close attention to the team from down south within, you know, Wolverine fandom, 
their defense has gotten exponentially better as the season has progressed. So I definitely feel like this is going to be a tough road for us to hold once we get down there. Not something that's insurmountable, not anything that we can't do. But these three games coming up, Rutgers, Nebraska, and Illinois, we need to take that valuable time in honing our skills and scoring quickly and scoring often. Well, the blueprint was already set three years ago. Uh, Rutgers currently gives up 178 rush yards per game, which was similar to that team that they had three years ago. It won't be 68 to nothing, you know. But I think you would come out, we'll follow that same blueprint that we've been playing the entire season. We'll kick them in the teeth, maybe 54 to nothing. 54 to nothing, that's the call? Is that your call for this one? That's it. Hey, you remember a couple years ago, we put up 68 to nothing against them. Chris Evans and them guys out, or they were rushing out the. Uh, with, uh, they were, they just ran them out of out of New Jersey, man. So it's the same blueprint with an even better team and an even faster running back. That that's that's going to be really key. And again, I think this is one of those games where we don't have to necessarily show too much, and hopefully our base, our very vanilla schemes, offensively and defensively, should be enough based off the level of opponent which we're playing, but. Again, the emphasis, the onus has to be on scoring quickly, scoring often. If we get into the red zone, only time I want to see Jake Moody on the field is for the PAT, not for the field goal. Hey, you know what? It's like we can never show too much. You can only – it's only so many ways you can run a trap and a dive in power. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> yeah, right. for sure. Just run it down their throat. Like I say, I, I haven't – I haven't seen – I don't. I've seen maybe one or two trick plays the entire season, and that might be. And, and 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 even that with the quote unquote trick plays, I'm like yeah. they they were very uh, they were mundane at best. You know, a little flea flicker so. here and there. Yeah. Nothing. It, nothing overly exotic yeah. as far as what our offense is, and I'm I'm completely cool with that because they, they honestly, yeah. I think we get a little bit too cute down in the red zone. Mm. You know. We'll stick with the date that you brought to the dance. We were punching you in the mouth 80 yards the other way. Now, once we get get home, we want to start doing everything east and west. Let's continue to punch it north and south. Um, hit the crossing patterns using the tight ends in the back of the end zone and making sure that that play action that we continue to bring because of the run game is going to be able to suck those linebackers up because everybody think we're going to go power. And then we should be able to get the easy dunk and dink to the tight ends or the wide receivers sitting in the back of the end zone someplace. So, again, stick with the date that you brought to the dance. All the extra stuff, we can save it unless, you know, quote-unquote, we really need it, and hopefully that never comes to fruition. Hey, we've been saying the same thing all season. All day. Mm -hmm. Goal line. So, yeah. Goal line. Let's see how that comes out. All right, so Rob uh, calling for a shutout. Here's predicting a shutout. You got a score for us, Thomas? I'm going to say 42 to 6. Yeah, I, I'm actually right there with you. I'm going to say 45 to 6. I think we'll get, get one field goal. Give mercy, mercy field goal. <laughs> be, be one field goal in there. It'll be all touchdowns. But hey, 45 to 6 sounds good to me. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's that's all we got for this week, guys. Anything else you want to add? Or no. Hell. <laughs> Only thing I want to add as we continue to get ready to go out to New Jersey to play the Scarlet Knights is this. 
don't overlook mm-hmm. game by game, step by step, brick by brick. The game's going to come. You got you to gotta let the game come to us. And what I mean by that is this. There's no need for us to press that time when we're going to go and play the team from down south is going to come. But we got to take continue to take care of business prior to heading, heading down to Columbus. So other than that, I look forward to seeing how the Wolverines bounce back. And when I'm saying bounce back, just bounce back from all the distractions because mm-hmm. of the win against Sparty and everything that, that transpired within the tunnel. Making sure that our, our coaches, our head coach, is keeping the guys mentally focused into the game and continuing to impress upon these young men game by game, day by day, brick by brick. Don't start thinking it's Christmas just yet. Other than that, I'm expecting nothing but uh, amazing blue touchdowns, Blake Corm with 100, at least 150 yards rushing. And I would really like to see that Donovan Edwards kid get some more clock as well. All right. And that's it for this week with Hunter DeWayne Helmet. Come back next week where we preview the game versus the Huskers. And be sure to check us out on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, and the Believe Podcast Network. For Thomas Gwines and Rob Penn, I'm Kyle Simmons. Go Blue. Go Blue. Go Blue. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.